2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. A, mobilecom Hey, 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 hey. Right back at it on the fan, duh, 8 o'clock. Keith McPherson, this is KM to AM, a five-hour sports talk show. We talk about all the sports all the subjects, all the topics, with you, the fans that call the fan and listen all day and every day. You guys never get tired of it, huh? I was saying that last night. You guys don't get tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. Tom. We could talk about the same thing the whole night. I'm down if you're down. Call me up, 877-337-6666. Robert in Manhattan, back on the fan.
3: Hey, Keith. Hey. Let me tell you why we appreciate love you. You are the one that remembers the really important things in life. The Great Gazoo? <laughs> I didn't think anybody remembered that little thing. That's what he looks animal. like. No? Doesn't remember, he look remember, like
2: the Great Gazoo in that green helmet? Remember,
3: remember. And he comes from planet Zaytox, and they sent him back <laughs> because he, he was going to destroy the entire universe. And the only ones that could see him were Dino, Pebbles, yep. and Bam Bam. Right? He's not real. Just like Aaron Rodgers (laughs) playing for the Jets is not real. Oh, let me tell you. All right, let me me vent my spleen on two things, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, or should I call him Buck Rodgers? I hope he goes to sleep tonight and wakes up 500 years from now Or is it Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century, like Daffy Duck did in (laughs) 1994? You ever see those Daffy Duck cartoons where he and Porky Pig are in the future, and he's Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century? Anyway, so Aaron Rodgers, here he is. Listen, down in Cajun country, there's a word, onions, or onions, and we know what those are. And if the Jets had any onions, they'd take him by the scruff of the neck, sit him down and say, listen, you... We run this team,
2: not you. So but shut up,
3: can't. heal, and get ready they for next They never had year. anything.
2: They never had a quarterback. They never had a player like this. They can't. They don't know what to do. Now, let me vent on the Knicks. Listen, I understand. Well, I don't
3: understand this stupid in-season tournament. I don't even know. Uh, group A, Group B, Group C, etc., etc. Listen.
0: Well, we're past that
3: now. No, no, Yeah, well, well this is it. Apparently the Knicks last night winning by one hundred thousand points piled on anyway. Who did they think they were playing? Quack Tech, a uh, Ham Donnie? you know the, the little sisters. Charlotte the Hornets. Come on, exactly that's class- who they were playing. This classless Keith. No, Come on. That's, hey,
2: that's the rules. They played by the rules. The tiebreaker was point differential. So you know what I up.
3: hope happens. You know what I hope. Happens? I'm sorry for your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they they don't be. Went, well, okay. You know what I hope happens Tuesday night. I hope Giannis and Middleton and Dame, I hope they run the Knicks, not out, not only out of the what? arena, are but not, out of Milwaukee and Wisconsin. Are you a Knicks fan? I am not, please. <laughs> I am not. But anyway, listen, you keep up the good work. By the way, what I just want to ask you about uh, what, uh, what do you think the uh, uh, over-under for tomorrow night Dallas and uh, Seattle is going to be?
2: I don't know. I'm done betting. I lost on oh, Thursday. I lost on Friday. I lost on Sunday, and I deleted Listen, the app. I don't know the spread. You. I don't know the odds.
3: I have a favor to ask you. When you have a chance, uh, since the Giants aren't playing on Sunday, they have a bye. Goodbye. Uh, what games are we getting in New York? Obviously, we're getting uh, the Jets and the the, the Falcons. But what are the games are we getting in New York? Do you know?
2: No, but I can find out. I'll, I'll look that would up. Would you please? You. Yeah. I really
3: would love to know. Listen, keep up the good work, Keith. We love you. We need you. You keep the nights interesting, to say the least.
2: Robert, thank you so much. Appreciate that. 877 337 6666. If you disagree with what Robert just said, I dare you to call up and disagree with what Robert just said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yo, shout out to the TikTok folks. I'm live on my TikTok. If you want to watch me, if you want to see what I look like, if you want to have the like radio video experience, I got to build my talks up. I got to build my TikTok account because that's where all the kids are now. That's where all the advertising dollars are. That's the future. I always talk about evolve or dissolve. Man, I'm someone that when TikTok first came out, shout out to Gary V. I'm one of those Gary V. YouTube watchers when I was unemployed and I was trying to figure out my life and what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I would watch Gary V. and just be in this like rabbit hole of Gary Vee V. videos back in like 2018. And he was ta- he was talking about TikTok and, um, you know, the exposure and the attention and uh, the algorithm. And so I got on TikTok in like 2018, 2019. But it wasn't for me. It was super young. Uh, it, it gave me to catch a predator vibes every time I scrolled through. It was just like all little girls dancing in their rooms. I'm a, I'm a grown man, dog. I couldn't couldn't get jiggy with that, so I quit. I deleted my account. And fast forward now, TikTok is like the leading social media platform. It's way different than it was five years ago. And I got to get back on it. I got thirty four thousand Twitter followers. I got thirteen thousand Instagram followers. I have eighteen hundred followers on TikTok. One is not like the others. Anyway. Um, How many thousands of listeners do we have here on WFAN? I don't know how many people are listening. That'd be cool to see how many people we're reaching um, through the airwaves and through the free Odyssey app. Shout out to you if you're listening on the free Odyssey app. I will get that information as far as what games we will see in the New York area, and I'll get the information um, as far as the spread because tomorrow it's week 13. Boom. So here it is. Week 13 kicks off in the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks versus how about them Cowboys? Dak Prescott for MVP. The Cowboys at home a week after the um, Thanksgiving game that Jerry Jones said was the greatest moment of his time as the Dallas Cowboys owner. This guy is so senile, he forgot that they won Super Bowls. Like, he said that a Thanksgiving game, I guess it was Dolly Parton performing. Like, this guy said that was his best moment. I bet Like, I... I took a shower during halftime. I barely watched the second half of that game. The the Cowboys starters were out by the fourth quarter, and Jerry Jones saying that was his best moment and best game. Yeah, he's 81. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. The Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. They're one of the best NFL teams against the spread. Kenneth Walker is not going to play for Seattle. That's their uh, running back, their dynamic running back. They're going to go with Zach Charbonnet. Uh, Geno Smith has had a down year after he made some money last year. I would take the Cowboys there, and that's how week 13 will kick off. Now, as far as coming up this Sunday in our area with the Jets being on, 1 o'clock we'll get the Jets uh, hosting the Falcons at 1 p.m. on Fox. And um, at 4 p.m., we will get the Carolina Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on CBS – And at 425, we will get, get me to 425, baby. We will get the San Francisco 49ers versus those Dirty Birds from Philly. I cannot wait for that game right there. Um, I do not know what the 1 o'clock game on CBS is. There might not be one. It might be infomercials. I don't know. I use Fubo, and I'm looking at the guide on Fubo, and they don't have a 1 o'clock CBS game in front of me. Call me up and tell me if you can, uh, you know, see that and and see if there's a 1 o'clock game. But, you know, the Jets will be on 1 o'clock on Fox, and then at 4 o'clock, you've got the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on CBS, and the San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles on Fox. Tommy in New Hyde Park, you're back on the fan. Hi, Keith.
0: Always a pleasure.
2: Right, right. Appreciate you calling well, in.
0: Well, how are you doing tonight?
2: Fantastic, man. Uh, you know, whenever I get these five-hour shows, I feel like I'm blessed to have the opportunity, like, this much run to like talk about what I want, do what I want. And I was off. I enjoyed the holiday, my first holiday as a dad, like my first Thanksgiving with my baby and my wife and like oh, being great. a grown up. So um, I didn't even book any guests tonight because I'm like, man, I was off for, you know, five days last week, uh, Wednesday right. through Sunday. I'm like, this is a, an opportunity for me to reconnect with people like yourself and the fans that call a fan.
0: Well, my friend Keith, I want to say, first of all, Merry Christmas to you and your
2: son and your family. Merry Christmas. I mean, we got like four weeks. I'm not taking I a day know. off until well, we get to, to the Christmas, but early Christmas, sure. Sure. Well, the, Merry, Merry Christmas rule, to you as well.
0: The, the rule is we're putting up decorations already, so <laughs> yeah. it's time my wife to say did, Merry My Christmas. wife did all of
2: that. I was uh, yeah. carrying boxes and uh, going to the garage oh, and doing all that. It, it was great. You know, my son never seen a Christmas tree before, so I'm showing him the tree, and he doesn't know any better. He reaches out to touch the tree pricks his uh-huh. hand and he pulls his hand back all like hey why'd you do that i'm like listen you gotta <laughs> you gotta learn these things like don't touch the hot stove don't touch the prickly christmas it's cr- tree it's gonna be like having a puppy or a kitten <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah he's seven months going on eight months oh, he, he taste tests everything everything he gets his hands on has to go into his mouth and i'm always like, walking
0: yet, right? Stop.
2: no he's not walking he's not even right. crawling yet he's just trying to eat everything drool on everything and try and have his way with everything, or he cries.
0: Oh, he's got like one of the ladies. to me. And uh, can I ask about Severino with the one-year $30 million? Yeah.
2: Ah, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, la- I laughed it off as a Yankee fan, but ultimately it's a low-risk deal for the Mets who need pitching. And right. a guy that has pitched in – you know, proved himself in New York. Yeah. He's injury prone. Yeah. He's coming off a disaster of a year, his worst year of his career, but there's a thought that the Mets can get the best out of him that he's not done. And maybe it's a high reward. Maybe he he turns back into an ace. Well, you
0: know, uncle Stevie, 13 million is nothing for him. And, uh, maybe it's lightning in a bottle.
2: Maybe, maybe Carlos Correa is a Met too. Yeah. But, uh,
0: one thing about the Cowboys against Seattle, I think they should destroy them Thursday
2: night. Yeah, they're um, rolling. They're they're really rolling. And I know there's really. a narrative that they haven't beat anybody, which is absolutely true. Um, but now they have a stretch of games starting with Seattle where they'll play a little bit better competition. Well, yeah. they have nine wins. Right, but they're you know they're pointing to the fact that they beat the Commanders, they beat the Jets, they beat Tommy DeVito and the Giants, they beat the <laughs> Panthers. Like they're saying, they they haven't beat anybody in the teams that they face that are good, like the 49ers and the Eagles. They lost to. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that, but uh, yeah, coming up, what, Eagles coming up December tenth. Can't wait. Did you
0: watch that game last night? I did, and I loved it because I put uh, money on the Knicks to win by like twenty. And they covered it
2: smart. I was talking about it last night. Uh, our guy Pat Boyle, who you hear, uh, he produces and does some shows here. He posted his winnings from last night, and after I got absolutely scraped betting on the NFL, I'm like, why did I not think to tease up these games, the alternate <clears throat> spread, knowing that they're chasing points for the point differential in the tiebreaker? I should have had a bunch of. I I, I just I, I deleted the app. But when I saw what it, I was be- jealous. I was like, you smart Pat Boyle, PB, you you got it. Well, that's when I heard about it. I didn't know that either about them. You get
0: a lot of points. Then I'm saying, all right, they're a better team than them. And that's what made me, sorry, I got a little cold, think, like, oh, yeah, they're going to cover. Well, they're uh, definitely
2: going to cover. But the thing is, if the spread is uh, minus 10 and you tease it up to minus 23, from oh, what yeah. I saw with Pat Boyle's ticket, he was getting plus 300 odds on that. I'm like, that's such an easy call to make. You knew the Celtics were chasing points. You knew the, the Knicks were chasing points. Even the right. Nets were and chasing that, points. That's a give me. That's, that's free money. Uh, not to put Pat's information out there, but I'm sure he's, if he's listening, he's happy about it. I saw his ticket. He turned $28 into $1,300. Um, well, that's what I heard games. about it. Yes, you're
0: right. That's what I heard about it, about the tournament thing, who makes it, the points, and all of that. So I made it a it's little different. It's something,
2: a it's something we've never seen in the NBA. I heard never. some players didn't like it. Like in the in the Celtics Bulls game, they were hacking Andre Drummond, and that was a strategy in the game where I don't know. I saw Jalen Brown, who Jalen Brown's a little bit of a weirdo to me. Yeah. He's like, he's like oh, it's we normal. gotta respect our opponents. No, you respect the game and the rules of the game and the tournament. Thank you. It's a tiebreaker, and you didn't know what was going on in Brooklyn. You have BS. to score the most points and and win by the most points to secure uh you know yourself as moving on,
0: yeah, that's all b s then on. that It's all about money, and that's the bottom line, yeah,
2: but, respect opponents. we got draymond green choking guys out uh, these guys you know walk over each other, shoulder each other, they do the too small these guys don't respect each other at all.
0: Yeah. well, it helps the league too they by doing this um for some reason, you know.
2: It does. Like the, it does. Help players play. It's it's all about money. But it. what right. I said is it's crafty. It's a way of reinventing things. They would play these regular season games anyway, but they added some excitement to them. When you're scrolling through the channels like I am right now, I just landed on Seton Hall. I guess I'm going to watch Northeastern versus Seton <laughs> Hall right now. But when you're scrolling through the channel and you see a bright red court, it stops your eyes right. to say, what is this? They only did it on Tuesdays and Fridays so that they didn't have to go up against the NFL. There's a there's a prize pool. These guys are literally playing to win this 500 grand. And like I said about the Knicks, they're talking about oh it's going to be a new watch. Like you, you you get to you you get to do what you naturally would be doing with an incentive and a prize at the end. And it's getting it's getting exactly. better performance out of these players. And these guys aren't resting and load load managing. They're playing. There's going to be higher intensity in these games. It worked. So for the NBA, they're like, yeah, this is what we want. We want these guys to play hard. We want these guys not to rest. We want these guys to compete. It's better for our viewership.
0: And that's exactly right. And it's better for ratings and all of that. And it's all
2: good. Yeah, it is all good. Thanks for the call, Tommy. I mean, this thing in Vegas, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Like, coming up next week, I'm going to watch these games. They're going to go up against Monday Night Football, but they're going to be competitive games. And not for nothing, I mean, Playoff teams made it to this next round, the semifinal round. Not for nothing, some of the better teams and better players, star players in this league will be featured in these games. I'm going to be watching it. I'm an NBA fan. Not for nothing, yo. I I watch the NBA anyway. I go to opening night. I watch, I don't know. So, like, when when it first came up and people were saying, oh, NBA fans don't watch the beginning of the season. The NBA doesn't start until Christmas. Not for me. Not for Evan Roberts. Not for, you know, some of the other guys here at the fan. I know that we're locked in on every game and watching the game. And I think that this is cool. Uh, I, I, I never hated on it. I said, let's reserve judgment a little bit. And now that we've seen it play out, I think the actual semifinals, and then the final in Vegas, and the crowning of the champion is going to be cool. And sure, we'll laugh at whoever wins because it's meaningless. It's not meaningless to um, you know somebody whose dad plays on one of those teams and dad comes home with an extra $500,000 for Christmas. 877-337-6666. Keep McPherson on the fan right back after this.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: And now I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. On the fan. KM to AM, thank you for listening. Thank you for sitting through the break and continuing to listen Uh, Let's reset a little bit and then take some calls. Keith McPherson, your nighttime host. Happy to be here helping you pass this Wednesday night, November 29th, as there's no football on, uh, no NBA as far as, well, there's college basketball on. There's no Brooklyn Nets game on. That's why you got me, because we would be uh, listening to and Carino. There's also no Knicks game on, but there's NBA on. I don't think anybody cares to really talk about it. I don't think anybody cares to talk about the college basketball. We're talking about the same thing that we talk about all the time. And that's perfectly fine. I love the fact that we don't get tired of it, that this radio station runs 24-7. And there are different hosts and different callers. And every hour, (laughs) we talk about the same thing. and We talk all around it. So let's reset, right? I came in laughing at the fact that the Mets picked up the Yankees' leftovers. But all in all, after you get a little chuckle out of it as a Yankee fan, you understand it's business. You understand they need pitching. You understand that they have the richest owner in the sport. And $13 million for one year, right? Steve Cohen has wasted enough money. This could be not a waste of money at all. This could be a hit. This could be a parlay that you put $13 million on and then Severino goes out there, returns to form, becomes an ace. I am a Yankee fan who watched Severino's whole career. Uh, Severino is a guy that I'm rooting for I don't want to see him be terrible But I hated him last year Not going to lie I hated him as a pitcher I hated him going on the mound When the Yankees needed to win games To try and save their season And he just didn't have it I hated the Yankees for it Boone, Cashman, I don't know Michael Fishman, Matt Blake Whoever it was that just kept running him out there Pitch anyone else I'm screaming for Randy Vasquez you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm screaming, do an opener. Pitch Michael King. Do something, please. Please. Anybody else, bro, besides Severino, because he didn't give us a shot. He didn't give us a chance. Man, it pissed me off. I think there was a you know a couple rubber matches that he pitched that he pitched. And I'm like, why would you pitch this guy in the rubber match? We don't have a shot. And the team knows we don't have a shot. Right? There were some games where Severino pitched and they rested Judge. and I'm like, Well, you know we're not gonna win. So congrats to the Mets for picking up uh, you know, one man's trash, another man's treasure, treasure. I'm rooting for Severino to do well. You know, when Paulie's here, he does the drop. These are my Mets. These are my Mets. I never watched the Mets as much as I've watched the Mets the last two years and this year coming up. It's part of the job. Got to watch the orange and blue team. I'm a Yankee fan. Never had any interest in turning on S&Y, going to City Field. Um, I watch Yes Network. I go to 161st Street. But I'm, I'm rooting for the make it happen Mets and Severino and more Crosstown Crossover, 877-337-6666. You want to talk about The Great Gazoo. And the young guys that never heard of The Great Gazoo, rest in peace to my grandmother, Dolores. I used to go to her apartment when I was a little kid, and we would just have Cartoon Network on all night. And late in the night, you get the Jetsons, you get the Flintstones, you get Hong Kong Fooey, you get, like, some of these like weird cartoons that you don't even you don't ever see them anymore. They don't even exist anymore. I got to think about some of the cartoons that I used to watch. But the Great Gazoo is this like invisible alien that comes <laughs> into these guys' lives and not everybody can see him. And he's got this big green helmet on, and when I see Aaron Rodgers back on the practice field, he looks like the Great Gazoo, and he is the Great Gazoo. Like he's this creature that <laughs> Makes you believe things that you can't see, that are not real. He is an alien, right? This is a guy that smokes ayahuasca, goes on darkness retreats. This is a guy that said he's immunized, got suspended a, a game for <laughs> basically telling the, the league he took his COVID vaccination and he didn't, but won the MVP back-to-back COVID years. He's different, and he's got a different chip on his shoulder. And Rob Sal, I'll tell you, you know, he's cut different and all this other nonsense. Well, miss me with the nonsense of Aaron Rodgers returning this year to play football. That makes zero sense to me. I don't care who he's trying to prove wrong, his doubters, the internet, naysayers. I don't care if they've got this big rollout plan for when he does return for Pat McAfee. It would be foolish. There's there's nothing to gain out of this guy playing. The season is lost, and the season is lost in part by you putting so many eggs into the Aaron Rodgers basket and not thinking about the what if, not thinking about a 40-year-old quarterback potentially getting hurt at any point in the season granted four plays into the season and not having a backup plan, not having an actual backup, having Zach Wilson as your backup after what you saw last year, that was negligent. And we, you know, we've gone over this a bunch and I'm sure we will more tonight, but what I'm saying with Aaron Rodgers being back at practice. So what? Miss me with the Jedi mind tricks. He's trying to make you see things that are not there. And after they lose to the Falcons and lose a couple more games, what will be left to return to? The jets need to go ahead and actually like, step up and tell him enough, enough of the circus, bro. We, we, we love you. We respect you. We're, we're really excited for you to be back on the field next year. Um, we're glad that you, you know, you've done all of this work to get back with the team and boost the morale of the team. But the reality is you're a 40 year old quarterback that we need to be ready next year. You're 40 going into 41 year old season. And we can't risk you going back on the field this year for nothing besides ego and pride and proving people wrong. 877-337-6666. Tommy Cutlets. Tommy TD. I told you Tommy could throw. We would have won that stinking game against the Jets if they let him throw the ball downfield. Really does make you scratch your head. Maybe I would be talking about the Giants in playoff contention if they won that game against the Jets. You know. I mean, in the Jets winning that game, <laughs> we're going to remember that one for a long time, folks. What is it? Every four years, the Jets and Giants play in the regular season. We're going to remember that for a long time. You want to talk about culture? You want to talk about, about morale? You want to talk about the the locker room? The Giants were supposed to win that game. Win that game. Win that game. They wouldn't let this kid throw the ball. They handcuffed him. Then we watch him over the last couple of weeks. He's having more success throwing the ball than Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor combined. What is this? And what I'm getting out of it is this is an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback. Brian Dable is getting the most out of this kid. Imagine what he's going to get out of one of these top, surefire prospects that's not undersized, that has a cannon arm, that's super athletic. You know what I'm saying? Like, Imagine what the future could be for the New York Giants if they don't mess up the opportunity to have a top five pick. You can't play around in the draft, man. Like I said, it's a competition, too. These other teams are competing against you. You're not thinking like that now? You're thinking about being competitive now? Well, you, you just showed us that you're not the worst team in the NFL. I understand that, right? You didn't lose to the Commanders. You didn't lose to the Patriots. You, you pinched your fingers. You had fun with the Sopranos and all of the Tommy Cutlet stuff. Enough already. Tyrod's coming back. He should be QB, too. Continue with the, you know, Rudy Field, the cult classic, the cult hero of Tommy DeVito, the local guy as your starting quarterback the rest of the season. I know guys are going to go out there and compete. And when I say that they should lose out, I'm not saying they should intentionally lose. They're not. There's no way to do that when you play football. When you strap that helmet on and you buckle that chin strap and you get out there and and they they say set hut and they snap that ball, you got to go full, like you got to go hard. You got to be ready to play. You can't go out there and and half-ass it. But when you look at the Giants' schedule after this bye week and the teams that they're going to play, those teams are better than them on paper, and it's okay if they lose out. And if they lose out behind Tommy DeVito, it's perfectly fine because the light at the end of the tunnel, seeing the forest through the woods, not being penny-wise and pound-foolish is, it's going to be all right because you're going to have the power to draft the quarterback of your choosing next year, and he damn well could be the starter on opening day. More quarterbacks are playing as rookies in the NFL than ever. Tommy DeVito is etched into the history books as the 10th quarterback to start as a rookie this season. We've never seen that in the NFL. There's an influx of talent coming in. There's a bunch of top-tier quarterbacks coming in. I think you'd be nuts as a Giants fan to think that, oh, well, you know, they could beat the Packers. We should beat the Packers. Oh, it'd be cool to see them go to New Orleans and beat the Saints. No. No, no, you got your, your, your morale wins. We get it. And Dable's the guy he can coach. He's going to survive after year two. Unlike some of the guys before him, you have to be thinking about next season. This season is lost. And Daniel Jones, I, I understand Shane spoke. I understand Monday. He said, Daniel Jones is a quarterback when he come. I can't bank on that. I cannot. This is a guy that had a neck injury this year and missed time. People were talking about quarterback controversy with him and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's contract's up. They should say goodbye to him. Daniel Jones, take your time rehabbing and coming back from the ACL. But now you're, you're damaged goods, and you're also not their own. They didn't draft you. They had to pay you. They defaulted into that. You had a great prove-it year. But ultimately, they should have the opportunity to pick their quarterback to go with this regime of the head coach and GM. 877-337-6666. And it ain't going to be Tommy DeVito starting. Maybe Tommy DeVito can start if Daniel Jones isn't healthy, if you don't sign another quarterback, and you do draft the quarterback of the future, and you want him to sit, you want him to learn, and then you go out there with, with Tommy D. But, man, I just I look at the complexion of the NFL, and I know you can, you can call me up with the theory of when was Dak Prescott drafted? Fourth round. When was Jalen Hurts drafted? Second round. You don't need to be a first-round draft pick to be, well, uh, I mean, some of these other guys, some of the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson was 32 overall, but he was a first-round draft pick. You need the guy in the NFL, especially the way that they're calling these games, especially the way that the bogus NFL is going. You can't touch the quarterback. You can't touch the receivers either. Like With the betting and the fantasy, they want points scored. The NFL right now is kicking themselves because we've got to watch uh, Josh Dobbs and we've got to watch Jake Browning. They don't want these backup quarterbacks in. The product isn't as good with these backup quarterbacks. Tommy DeVito, it's a good story, but that's a 10-7 terrible game. I'm watching that game, I'm like, I would not be watching this game if I did not have to speak about it on the fan. 877-337-6666, let's get right back into it. We're talking Luis Severino, we're talking Aaron Rodgers, we're talking... Danny DeVito, excuse me, Tommy. Dan is in Fairlawn. Dan, you're on the fan. Uh,
4: Keith, hi. Hey. Hi, you're you're absolutely wonderful host. You know, it's funny. You actually just answered the uh, topic I was going to talk about of how do you tank a season that's impossible in football, and you just actually kind of put it out there ahead of time. So I got nothing to talk about. I no, no, no. Movie say, movie. What you, say
2: what you want to say. Say what you want to say. I can't steal your thunder. Well, Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I'll, I'll thank you for saying That's actually a good way to put it. Um, earlier, uh, you were talking about uh, tanking the season to help. And I called in thinking of how impossible it is in football to tank a season when everyone wants to play hard and play for contracts and... Uh, so, like, Tommy DeVito, Saquon Barkley, they're going to play hard. And everyone else on the team is going to play hard. So, like, they're not going to go out of their way. And you actually just said it uh, just just now, how it's impossible to really tank a season in football. It's it, very it is, difficult. To it, do.
2: it is hard to do. Um, and I know I speak about myself playing in high school and college, which is really irrelevant to the NFL. But I say that to say this. I've been on teams... That have lost, I've been on teams that won. No matter what, you game plan to win. You prepare to play. You expect to win. When you go on the field, there is no taking your foot off the gas because that's how you get hurt. That's dangerous. But what I'm saying with the Giants is, okay, you got your two cute little wins against the Patriots and Commanders who they're doing a pretty good job tanking, right? The Commanders are firing Jack Del Rio. They're firing coaches. They're sitting guys down. They're playing backups. The Patriots are a complete mess. And I don't believe for a second that Bill Belichick can't coach his way out of this or, or couldn't have built a better roster. I think he knows what he's doing. There's so many things that I'm watching with the Patriots this year where I'm like, they are absolutely terrible. Like, I, I they got to be thinking of... The future. Either he's out or he's thinking about getting his quarterback. But for the Giants playing against the Packers, who we just saw beat the Lions in their place on Thanksgiving, the Saints, who are still in contention for their division, you got to go on the road and play in the Superdome, it's a tough place to play. The Eagles, you have twice, who have manhandled you the last few years, and then the Rams, who just got Kyron Williams back. Matthew Stafford is throwing the ball to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua you you don't have the talent to beat those teams. So you can go out there and pretend that you're trying to beat those teams and you're not tanking, but it's okay to lose the rest of the way because the light at the end of the tunnel is that your head coach and your GM is going to have a better shot to get the quarterback of their choosing.
4: Yeah, you know, that's a great point too and I think this this head coach and the GM they they should still stick around. Uh, they're not going to they they're are. Not gonna on the field and they're not gonna, they're not going to tell all the players don't
2: play. No, but- they're not. They're, 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 they can never do that. Thanks for the call, Dan. Let's get that clear. And that's something I'm saying too, because it's like, you know, we put out a clip and it's like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything about football. Stick to talking about the Yankees. I played football, bro. I'm, t- I'm sharing that information with you. I've never been on a team that wanted to lose. When you lose, you are sick. And it, it isn't just a, a one day thing, it stays with you right when the giants got smacked by the cowboys 49-17 they're probably still thinking about that and that turned into hey come on we got to beat the commanders we got to beat the patriots but i'm telling you this last run of 5 games if they lose out right you know monday i got on and i was like stop talking about the playoffs playoffs like let's be for real they're not in the hunt and they shouldn't want to be in the playoff hunt you should be in the hunt for the quarterback of your choosing Shane has been to different colleges and seen a lot of college quarterbacks play. He said himself he's done a lot of work on this upcoming draft. This is a huge draft for the Giants. I understand fans want to rah-rah and win and, and have a good Sunday. No, no. The fan base is split right now. The light at the end of the tunnel is the Packers are a better team than you. Monday night football, is going to be hard to beat them. The Saints, same thing. The, the Eagles twice and the Rams. If you lose out, it's not going to be tanking. And I know, you know, as fans, we can't tell the Giants to go tank. Sure, you're going to talk about pride and not developing, like, losing habits or whatever. But, man, if I'm a Giants fan, which I'm not, but if I'm a Giants fan, I'm saying play Tommy DeVito, play our young guys, see what you got out there. Uh, But losing out the rest of the way isn't the worst thing because we might end up with Drake May. We might end up with, uh, you know, Jaden daniels or michael Penix jr i don't think they want Caleb williams i don't think he's going to work here but we'll talk more about it we got to take a break 877-337-6666 i'm live on the tiktok if you want to watch the video please call the show and join me i'm on till 12 this is keith mcpherson your nighttime host brb yeah uh, yeah 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 all right getting close to nine o'clock how you doing out there? 877-337-6666. No NFL football, no uh, local basketball, but now I got the Rangers on my TV. On TNT, playing against the Detroit Red Wings. Patty Kane over there now. It's 2-1 Red Wings. Let's go Rangers. I know my Devils fans are like, don't say that. Don't ever say that. It's okay. It's all right. I'm clearly a Devils fan. Woo! How about those Devils last night against the Islanders? That got me hyped. That was a good one. Comeback victory. Stay tuned for my Casamigos big shot of the night. Last night went to Curtis Lazar, who had the biggest shot of the night. Won the game for the Devils. A comeback victory in regulation. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I'm a hockey fan now. When you first heard me on the fan, I didn't watch no hockey. I wasn't a hockey fan. but. I took it upon myself to learn. I took it upon myself to go watch. And once I went to watch, I'm like, this is pretty good. This is pretty cool. Hockey is a tough guy sport, right? As the NFL is getting soft as cupcakes, I'm watching hockey. I'm like, these guys are crazy. These guys are different. These guys are fighting, bleeding, going right into each other. There's no blue tent. There's no medics. There's no flag on the play. It, it, these guys are out there banging. Pause. Yeah, hockey. I like hockey now. I like hockey now. I'm a Devils fan. And I hope the Devils bring it home. I've been on record saying that maybe the Rangers bring it home. You know, we don't get tired of talking about the same things. Every week we talk about who's going to win a championship for New York? Who's it going to be? We thought it could be the Liberty. Gotham FC just won. Who the hell is Gotham FC? <laughs> The National Women's Soccer League champions, Gotham FC, they brought it home. But if a tree falls in the woods, and NYC FC won, people still don't act like that's real. So, man, we need one of the major sports to win it. Maybe the Mets will win the World Series. Maybe the Mets are on their way to being champ. Yeah, so if it's not the Rangers, it'll be the Mets. Bill is in Milford, Connecticut on the fan. Go for it, Bill. Hey, Keith, what's going on, man? You know, hanging out. How are you? Yes, sir. Yeah, me too. Hey, look, um,
1: you know, I I think I got to kind of disagree with you a little bit on this Severino thing. And and I'm going to tell you why, if you give me a sec, I'm a numbers guy. And so the numbers, they they don't lie. Right. So I'm going to give you two sets of numbers, two guys, and and we're going to see what we think of this Severino thing. One guy last year was four and eight with a six, six, five ERA. Not too good. The other guy was three and eight. With a six eight five ERA, even worse.
2: You know what whose guys these are? I think the first one was Sevy. Yeah, and the second one is—is is that another Yankee? Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I was about to say Carlos Rodon.
1: So you got a thirteen million dollar guy next year in Sevy with a one year contract, seeing if he can get back to form, and you got a twenty seven million guy next year who's got a bunch of years ahead of him at that price tag. I think you're feeling a little bitter is what I think, Keith, when you're throwing shade on the Mets like that. No, That's no. That's all I got to say, you know what I mean? No, I hate, I
2: hate Carlos Rodon like the next Yankee fan. I'm not I'm not a fan of the guy's uh, first half of year uh, with the Yankees. I hope he turns it around. I'm looking at Brian Cashman and them like, yo, figure it out with the guy. Uh, I'm looking I, I at Yamamoto listen, and the Cy Young, you the AL Cy the, Young winner.
1: Yeah, I hear that. If you listen to the Studio 86 podcast and where the real Mets fans go, you got to hear what they got to say about this year's coming team. That's all I gotta say about
2: that. Thanks for the call, Bill. There's zero chance that I do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even want to watch the Mets. I'm not gonna go search out the Mets Studio 86 podcast. <laughs> I never even listened to the Rico Bronia podcast. And I like Evan and I like Hoff. It's just not for me. It's just not for me. If I never got on the fan, bro, I'm telling you, I would never check any Mets, anything. And like I I sit in the bleachers, bro. Like I'm not like that. I'm not like, there are a ton of Yankee fans. We're not interested. Nope, not for us. What they do over there is what they do over there. You guys stay over there, have fun with your Metsy stuff. What we do over here is what we do over here. And yeah, it's a down year for both. But we would never want to be over there. We're we'll still where our, you know, we'll we'll keep our problems. You guys be you. We'll be us. But no, I'm not bitter at all. Carlos Rodon to me, I look at him as you know, last year when they signed Rodon. Remember, Hal said, we're not done yet. And uh, They fumbled the bag with Judge. They had to overpay their own guy, almost lost their own guy. Arson Judge appears headed to the San Francisco Giants. And when they said they weren't done, they needed to do something else. And what they did was get Carlos Rodon. And it was rumored that he wanted to be a Yankee. There were, you know, C.C. Sabathia had an interview with him. Uh, when he was on Team USA, there was a video that floated out of him singing Frank. And, you know, we, we, we sent Jordan Montgomery pack in. For Harrison Bader, and you needed a, another lefty bulldog power pitcher, and we thought we were getting that, and wrote on, and we never minded his injury history, and you know we actually thought we got him for less than what the market was calling for him, and it was a bad first year. It was bad all around from start to finish. Uh, the, the guy sucked. There's no other way to sugarcoat it. The lasting image of him on the mound against Kansas City right i i i'll never like this yankee season is going to stay with me for so long they could not beat the 106 loss Kansas City Royals in the last series of the year as the Kansas City Royals are fighting to not have their worst season in their history they tied their worst season at 106 losses and carlos rodan could not go out there and get an out he absolutely sucked, gave it up. It was so bad. I was laughing. Look, this guy's terrible with the contract that he signed. And as tough as he tries to act, he tries to act like he's a, a David Wells, CC Sabathia type on the mound. Mm-mm. And then that quote came out about him talking about, yeah, after the season, I'm going to go somewhere and get away. Yeah, I'm getting away from baseball. Wait, hey, buddy. like <laughs> It's all right. You know, you talked about getting away from his family. I'm like, bro, you need to lock in. You need to focus up, have a great offseason, come back, and prove it. We all know it's tough that first year in New York. If I can make it there, like most people can't. Most players can't. Most players come here, and the adjustment, it is hard to do, right? You heard, you heard Joe Shane talk about, yeah, uh, it's hard to make it in this market. It's tough in all the sports. So I will give Rodon a mulligan and I will hope that he will be better, but there is no bitterness or saltiness coming from me in comparison to what Severino was and what Rodon was and the fact that the Yankees have Rodon and the Mets have Severino. Like, you could have him. Anyone could have Severino. I was rooting for them to stop pitching Severino. I was trying to win. I was trying to get to the postseason. They were self-sabotaging with Severino. But, you know, spin it however you want to spin it. $13 million to Steve Cohen, it's nothing. So high risk, low reward. Uh, Congrats to Luis Severino. He got a little bag again, and I hope that he does uh, regain his form. And now he's a part of the Mets rotation, and he's not my problem. 877-337-6666. Still live on the TikTok, talking to people in the chat, taking your calls, and we're rocking till midnight. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's take another quick timeout, and we'll get right back to it.